So I guess um, the whole reason we kind of brought you on is obviously talk about folklore, talk about NAC as well. But you, I think you're very you're in a very unique position in the sense that you're not a photographer, but you work with so many photographers, so you know the photography industry pretty well. I mean, probably very well. <laughs> um, and so I think. So, so when I think running a photography business is probably a lot of people spend, a lot of the photographers spend one, like probably half of their time focusing on proving photography and skill level and all that sort of thing. Then probably half of their time marketing themselves and running the business out. So when you talk to so many people or so many photographers in general, are there some of the things that you would like to maybe let Photographers know like what would be the better way to market stuff because I mean so many amazing photographers their skill level is so so high you know like they can go out and shoot any weddings and all that kind of stuff but at the same time they don't really know how to market themselves or how to run the business or how to improve their business in general any tip on probably one of the first thing that pops out in your head from your head so I think I think Eugene touched on it right there when he said photography business. There's two parts to that. It's photography, one, business, second. And I think a lot of photographers start, obviously, on the photography side. Um, no one really goes into it because they're like, oh, I just like want to start a business and photography is the thing I choose. It's, I don't see a lot of that in the industry. And it's one of the things that I really admire the courage for someone to say, hey, this is my passion. I love being creative. I love creating this art. I love working with people. And... And it so happens that it's a great business and gives me freedom to, to do things like this. Um, that's what's really fascinating to me. And, and I admire people that are willing to like show that courage to pursue um, a career here. And it's very, very difficult um, as far as tips go. So yeah, of course, like I'm not a photographer and I started this because I was a client and I was like, it's really frustrating trying to give photographers my money when I really love their work and I really want to like, give them money because I want to book them. Um, and, and then you also talked about like the skill level, like people being so talented and that, that particularly kills me to see people that have worked so hard to hone their craft, um, are amazing photographers. Like you said, they can shoot any, they're still not quite succeed side. So yeah, I think, the biggest tip that I can start to give there is, you know, you do need to give yourself um, to the business side. Um, one, to work pursuing your art and your creativity and being able to create great, great work. But it's, but when you like look back also on like what you put in to get to that point, it's extreme. And a lot of photographers, in my opinion, they forget how much that they've, had to learn and the experiences that they've had to get to get to a point where they can just like shoot anything and produce like amazing work. Um, and it's the same with the business side. It doesn't happen like overnight and you do have to invest yourself considering those. To give something tangible, the biggest mistake I see from photographers is that all they do is show work. They show their photos. They produce a beautiful portfolio and maybe they put it on a website or they put it on Instagram. But a lot of customers will look at that and they're just like, oh, that's like kind of like a nice art gallery. There's like 
nice photos to look at. Um, and if you've ever been to an art gallery too, like something I really love when I'm walking through an art gallery is actually like reading the little like thing about the artist, like what inspired them? Why do they create this way? Um, and I think a lot of photographers are guilty of trying to hide behind the camera. And the one piece of advice I can give is just like find ways to put yourself in front of the camera, put yourself out there to your customers. So simple things like making sure that on Instagram, your profile photo isn't a bride and groom. Make sure it's a photo of your face and make sure it's a photo of your face that actually, I think like actually represents you. It's so funny. Like one of the things that drives me insane is I meet photographers at like a knack. I'm like, you are the nicest person. You're so much fun or you have so much character and personality. And then you have like there, you look at either their photo on their website of them, like their about me photo or their like Instagram photo if they have one. And they're like, they're like holding a camera and they're like wearing sunglasses and they look like stoic. They look like the most like scary, like stoic or like serious person ever. And I'm like, wow, this like does not represent who you are at least from what I've experienced. I think we're laughing because we've already all done that once in a while. <laughs> and then I, I'm like, why are you doing this? They're like, well, like, uh, wanna, I want to like show like a creative portrait of me or maybe it's like something crazy with like the light like half on your face. And it's like, you really have to think about putting yourself in your client's shoes. That would be the second part. So one, put yourself out there, but put yourself in your client's shoes. Think about, hey, if I went to your website, would I connect with you? Am I getting a sense of who you are? Because that's so important. And, and, and really my opinion as an outsider, as an outsider, sort of as a photographer, it's like, if I'm booking you, I'm going to love your work. But the thing that really, really is going to like, make me decide that I want you is you. It's your experience, your personality, your, the way you operate, the experience you create in, in your, in your right? thing I talk about a lot. And I know I'm rambling now, but photos are a result of an experience. They don't just magically appear. Um, a client doesn't book you and just gets photos. They actually get an experience. And then that experience is what leads to like photos. And a lot of photographers from a business standpoint, they sell photos. They make everything about their photos. They're like, my photos are great. You should book me because my photos are great. And really, they should be saying, hey, uh, my photos are great, and that's a result of this great experience that I create. I make it, you know, I make it so that you're comfortable in my shoes. I always want to check in with you and make sure if maybe if this is the first time you've ever been professionally photographed, that you're comfortable and you feel like yourself. Or there are photographers that, you know, want to understand the customer's vision and maybe create something with them, creative. There's all these different approaches, and that experience is really what leads to the photos. The thing I find photographers the most guilty of, to summarize, is selling photos and not like an experience. Yeah, I think we we we've, we've talked about that that side of things quite a lot in in our podcast as well. Like even like choosing a second shoot, like we're not we're not really going after their skill set. We're going after if that second shooter can relate to us in terms of to serve the serve the clients, make their make the wedding date much better and. We don't, we, don't, we don't really care too much about the photography. So I think, yeah, that would definitely, that side of things. Yeah. 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 And 
I, I would I would add like to find that out to find out like how to communicate that to talk about the experience you really need to like look at yourself and it comes back to what we're talking about like you guys have honed your work your art for so long and I think you guys often forget like how much goes into that you for, it's just so second nature to you you don't think about the small things that you your clients comfortable you don't think about like um the planning for example on a wedding day that your experience allows to like things to run smoothly like you understand why you need a second shooter and you can communicate to that client but when you're like oh yeah like i think you should have a second shooter and they're like okay why you know it's important to explain like oh well you know for example maybe like during the ceremony like we want to have these two angles or i can only be shooting when getting ready i can only be shooting one of you so the second shooter can shoot like the groom or something and then they're like oh that like makes sense um, and you guys, because it's so second nature, can sometimes forget what goes into that. Another tip I always give is like, look at your reviews and talk to your customers. It's one of the reasons I come to these NACs. I talk to you guys. It reminds me what makes Focal special. It reminds me what's important. And if you guys talk to your customers too, or you, I encourage you to go look through old reviews. Um, your customers are going to say things about you that you probably don't expect. They're not going to say, oh yeah, his composition and his lighting was perfect and the exposure was <laughs> like true. awesome and like the photos <laughs> were tack sharp. They're going to say, no, like Eugene um, planned this incredible elopement with me. He showed me all these amazing places to eat in Vegas. We had so much fun. We got up and went to Death Valley in the morning and you know, he told us we had to do that because the sand dunes wouldn't have any like footprints in them. And look at the photos. They're amazing. And that's all they'll say about the photos. And the rest of it was about, you know, you, everything else. So there's my, my rant on that. And very true. That's so true. It's nowadays, it's, it's all about client experience uh, with everything. Well, you know, everything goes into it with our expertise, technical, technical um, knowledge. But a lot of it is like, um, experience yeah i think this is exactly what, what i kind of wanted out of out from lapland just because if you were to ask another like serious seasoned veterans in terms of who's been in the photography industry for like 15 20 years you know they may say something along the line of a lot of you know it's it, the experience has to be there as well but they will also touch base on like you have to improve on certain photography or something else yeah no but it's it's really true i don't think Photography, like as a photographer, I think the skill set is like a baseline that that has to be there. That's like what draws people into it. But our, to to sell our work is never about the photography. Don't get me wrong. Like I I I have a huge appreciation for art, and I know that people that book wedding photographers have a great appreciation for art, and they really do look at your photos and. And it will move them in certain ways and it will inspire them in certain ways. Um, but at least for me, like I look at a lot of photographers. I look at all of you guys. You all have very different. All of your work is inspiring. To me. All of your work is beautiful to me. And um, and then what really would, would set you guys apart, for example, is like what is the experience you're going to create for me on my wedding day kind of thing, right? Um, and I really think that's that's what's important and understanding. How to communicate that is so important but don't get me wrong it's the hardest thing to do it's like the hardest thing to do in business 
the hardest thing to do is be able to introspect, reflect on how your clients see you, um, you know, reflect on the things that make you special and figure out how to communicate that to your clients across many different mediums, Instagram, your website, across like your marketing funnel, for example. And how do you keep those messages consistent? That was something that Lindsay talked about. You know, if they come to your Instagram, what sense are they getting about you um, there? Is it consistent website throughout like the whole booking process? Um, so, but again, it always comes back to like understanding who your customers are, what they want, and um, trying to put yourself like in their shoes, which is important. So after, obviously after Bev, um, John and I, because we're both in Vegas, we started working together. It's been... Uh... So I often tell him like, that John has to understand like what he wants to do in terms of like finding the why, why he wants to do that. Or like, do you think that's something that a lot of people, a lot of photographers, they just like in terms, I think photography side of things, we, because it's our passion, we know what we like to shoot. We, if, if there's something that, that look, that will look good, we just go out and shoot. But in terms of the, the development business side of things, because oftentimes they're not our passion. Sometimes I can I feel like they can be a little bit distant in terms of knowing really what they want, like how they want to run the business kind of thing. Do you feel there's that little bit of gap between knowing what they want for the photography side of things, but not really knowing what they want for the business side of things? I think so. I agree with that. But in a lot of ways, they are like together. They have to be together. Can I put you on the spot, Eugene? Sure. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. What do you feel like is your why, I guess. Why do you, why do you do this? Why do you do the podcast? Why do you shoot weddings or elopements? What makes you do it? Um, I feel, oh yeah, no, that, okay. No, I think there, I think there are two different whys in terms of like, for me, like in terms of running the business, in terms of, so like I chose photography as a business, not as just a hobby, because I wanted to have more freedom with the family. You know, like have more, you know, uh, flexible time schedule so that, you know, if my son needs me on certain days, like I may not book a session on that day and just go out and do, do something with my son, um, can travel to places like this. Now. Um, and all, but also like, because it was my passion, like, so in terms of the photography side of things, I want to like the, the actual photography side of things, I want to show people how beautiful the world can be and how, you know, I feel like there's so much negativity in this world. And so like trying to show that positivity and, you know, wedding is a very happy place, you know, it's a place of joy, it's a place of something that, you know, we, even though, even though sometimes there are tears, those are happy tears and, you know, and I think showing people what those emotion really means and to that family or to that couple, that could be the legacy and that could be their sort of like, why in terms of um how they're building their family they're starting their journey to that's how i think so there you go you did it <laughs> it's interesting because when eugene first started talking about it he lost me a little bit you know he's, he's talking about himself and and then he started talking about what it means to how that relates to his customers and that's what I can relate to. I can think about that. I can think about myself. 
I can relate to that. Some people might not relate to that. Some people might not relate to, um, you know, thinking about maybe their wedding in that way, for example. They might think that I just want, like, the most badass fucking wedding to flip off all my friends. Like, maybe that's what they want. And maybe that's, like, there there are photographers out there. We're going to give you the most luxurious wedding with a horse and carriage and a flowing veil. And we're going to get the shot that's going to go on your wedding album that you can send off to all your friends. You know, obviously they're not maybe going to put it in those words, but that's a different type of customer. And really what happened was like Eugene there started talking about like who his customers are and who he wants to share his art with. I think that's like a really important thing because those are the things that make you feel chills when you hear it. And, and for some people, they'll hear that and they'll be like, eh, fine. But for the people that are a great fit for, like, you, Eugene, as ideal customers, um, they think about their world in that way. That's going to give them chills when they encounter that sort of messaging on your website, on your, on your Instagram, on podcasts. And you need to really understand that so that that message can be the core of not just your photography, but also the business. Um, and you can always come back to thinking about that and how that relates to your customers. I think, again, like another mistake photographers make on the business side is they think that they get to choose their customers. They think that I can, I'm going to like design my business. Customers. And in some ways you can, but in a lot of ways, you're just not, not everyone's going to like you. You're just not a good fit for everybody. And, and you can't really change yourself to fit people that aren't going to be a good fit and so you really need to think about yeah like you said what your why is understand that for yourself and then think about like who out there is going to appreciate that and then try to put yourself in their shoes and like get to them you know talk to them I'm going to change the topic just slightly. So once no photographers kind of figure out their why, you know, they know who, you know, they want to attract, the clients they attract. So with all the, for example, Foku just launched their AI website creator and obviously their AI blogging, because these, you know, tools are so accessible to everyone, how are they going to differentiate themselves with someone else who may be using the same tool? Yeah, that's a great question, Pauline. And like one of the things we were very considerate of when we were developing the AI um, systems for Focal. You know, of course, the goal for Focal developing our AI system was like never to have Focal write something for you that isn't like you. The idea was always to just to help photographers get a starting point, um, to get them thinking about the way that they should be communicating with their customers and communicating their message. And the way that I feel like we're designing the system is to be a helper, not to do the job for you. It's, it can't know you, it can't know your heart and soul, but it can help bring some of that out. It can help prompt some of that out of you. And so like, for example, with our, with our blogging system, um, you know, it, it, it asks you questions. It's like, what do you want to write about today? Do you want to write about like your favorite wedding venues? Do you want to write about like what to wear to like your engagement session? Do you want to write about like, um, even you can be favorite places to travel, right? And then our job at Focal is to design prompts. So, you know, when you, when it asks you, 
oh, you want to write about like a wedding venue just shot at. Then it's going to start asking you like, why do you like that venue? Who is that venue like good for? Um, what type of like tone of voice and style do you want to write in? And so by taking in those things, A, it gives you as a photographer like an idea of like what even to think about writing, what you should be writing about for things like SEO and for things that are useful to your clients. And then it gives you, it solves the blank page problem. You don't just stare at your blog, new blog post, and you're like, okay, what is it going to be today, right? Um, and and actually, the AI part of it is, in, is incredible. And I do truly believe that we can get a lot of your why out of you and help prompt that out of you. And we can have our AI assistant help you write it. And of course you can go in and tweak it and make sure it's yours. But that's like one of the things that's so remarkable about AI is um, if you give it, for example, what Eugene said, even parts of that, it can take that and it You could probably tell it like, hey, this is like the mission and the vision or the purpose of why of my business, you know, to do this for my couples. And it can probably... I can probably take that into consideration when it's like trying to write you a blog post. It can take that. And maybe that's what folk will do. Maybe we'll have a box that's like, please explain like why you fucking do this. Excuse my language. But um, then, yeah, think about it that way and can use that as a foundation. I think AI blogging, the focal AI blogging is a little bit like uh, like a really really good restaurant that we don't want to tell anybody because <laughs> one of the things like it'll be it'll be so much easier for us to you know push out all the bloggings and stuff but at the same time we don't want to create competition <laughs> so no it's great it's still work you know everything is work we want to try to make some of that work easier for you it's still not going to be still not going to be easy right um but we're trying to like break down some of the walls you know how hard it is you know you need to blog, you stare at this like blank page. And photographers are the worst for indecisiveness and lack of action. <laughs> so we have to like force force you guys by A, making it fun. We really want to make our AI blogging like fun, our AI website building fun. We want to, I think in a lot of ways, just make it very like conversational, like we're sitting here. Like me to be able to ask Eugene, you know what, what, what gets you excited and up in the morning to do your your photography and work on your business um when i ask him that he has no problem answering he did a fantastic job in fact um but if he's staring at like his website editor like that's never going to come out and so if we can prompt that like yank it out of him then you know funny funny you, you mentioned that because... i'm trying to essentially turn the ai into like me where i sit here and just like pull pull things out of you <laughs> But the one, uh, we had so many reasons that we started this podcast. But the reason that one of the reasons that we sort of like thought about starting this podcast was because of the blogging, because we couldn't really write. That's why we do podcasts like by like a topic by topic. So like we when we when you know we throw out a topic, to we have to record on a certain day. We have to write something out and you know like better content in a sense that the way and that. Content could be written. Well, 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 but we still haven't done it. <laughs> Actually, I've turned some of ours oh, into yeah? blogs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the writer of this group. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, um...
MVP. <laughs> Speaking about AI, um, how would you say, um, what is your prediction or how, where would you see Focal in the next five, 10 years? Like a prediction or like what are your goals? Um, yeah, when it comes to um, photography, wedding photography, AI, um, what is your, how do you see Focal and what is, what is the future of predi predictions? Yeah, that's a great question. So I always started Focal because I had a hard time booking a photographer. And for me, it was such an awful experience that I like, didn't even book a photographer because I had to go to so many websites, send all these people messages, wait for them to get back, find out their pricing, all this back and forth just made it like impossible to like give somebody who I really loved my money. And um, that has always been like the root of starting Focal. And that's my goal and my vision to solve that problem all across the photography space. Um, and in my opinion, the way is to do that is to give photographers great tools to make it easy for customers to book you and for them to love you and give you their money. Um, and, and one day I really see that being Focal's vision that wherever you are in the world, um, you might find a photographer on that uses a Focal website and you have a really, really great experience booking them. In fact, I had the weirdest experience. I was at, I was at Costco. I was at the tire center, like trying to get some winter tires. And I was like, can you, can you, excuse me? Like, can you tell me about your like Bridgestone tire rebate on right now? And she's like, you work for Focal? And I was like, what? wearing this hat, oh, no okay. joke, no joke. This is in my hometown, obviously. But she's like, you work for Focal? I'm like, uh, why yes, I do. Um, but, but can I talk about, like, I'm like, but are you going to give me my tire quote? But she's like, yeah, do you work for Focal? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh, I actually booked um, my wedding through the Focal Marketplace. She said that during COVID, um, they decided to do, they putting off their, their wedding, wedding and they just decided to do it and they, they needed, needed to find a photographer. And she said, said that they were so stressed, stressed about putting this wedding together. It was so important to them. They wanted to get, you know, it together so that they could, you know, have their family involved and things and timelines. And, and she, she said, said that the booking of photography was a horrible, very stressful experience for her. And, and she went on Focal and on our marketplace, marketplace which we actually don't talk about very much. <laughs> right. um, and, and she, she found, found um, a photographer. She found a package that worked really, really well for her. She reached out. She booked that day. And I'm literally buying tires. And she was like, like thank, thank you so much. Because <laughs> it was such a relief, like, booking a photographer through Focal. They were so great. They got amazing photos. It was, it was just like, like so easy and, and such a relief for me as somebody like trying to plan like a very last minute wedding. And so that is my vision. Um, I, I want to help solve the problem of clients struggling to book photographers. And I want to help photographers that have amazing work um, be able to connect with those customers. There's a huge gap. I hear, I hear customers, customers all the time. They're like, I need a photographer. I'm having a hard time finding a photographer. And then, of course, we have amazing photographers who I know their work is amazing and would do, would create an amazing experience for that client. And they're like, I struggle to get bookings. And then you hear these stories about customers paying thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for some photographer that they found, like, you know, on a Google ad or Facebook ad or something, and they had a totally shit experience. Like, they, they didn't care about me. me. They're, They're clearly, clearly just trying to get my money. money. Um, and, and that, that to me is so, so 
unfair and inefficient from like actually like a business standpoint um i want to create like better connections i think like you guys deserve to make those customers happy you guys deserve that opportunity and it like really shouldn't be about knowing how to have a good website or running ads to succeed yeah. um this um i mean i think this ai stuff not just about vocal ai but you know the the after i guess like people found out about the chat you know the whole ai um like even in even in the photography you know like um calling it even in the camera system so many ai systems used now do you feel how do you feel that's going to be changing in terms of how is that going to have any prediction in terms of how that's going to affect the photography industry as a whole? I think, I think ch- things, things are changing, changing very quickly around the AI, actually around, around AI. AI. As far as, as it comes to photographers, it's, it's just a very, very good tool, in my opinion. AI, AI is just going to be, it's going to be a calculator. It's something that when kids are going, going to school, they're just going to have access to. It's going to be something that's a resource to them. And in my opinion, AI is not going to... It's not going to, like, take your jobs. It's not going to, like, be able to solve problems fully because it can, it can only do so much. And I really think the place of AI is that it's going to solve the 80%. It's going to make that first starting, that first draft, like, so much easier. Whether it's a blog post or edit, it's going to make that first that first part easier and you don't have to do that part anymore and you can just focus on doing last like 20 percent of polishing and making it your own and mm. and um in, in my opinion, opinion that's where i see ai going i think like there are a lot of futurist people that like are worried about it going further than that but um and maybe i'm getting old <laughs> and uh but but, but I, I do think, think that there will always be a place for photographers. I hope. In fact, I'm excited for you guys because it's going to make your lives a lot easier. Your lives are already hard enough. So um, I would be very excited. I would be, if I'm a photographer right now, I'd be looking at ways that I can use AI to help me in my business. But it's not a silver bullet as well. Nothing is a silver bullet. It doesn't replace what makes you special. It doesn't replace the experience you created in your shoots and the yeah, definitely. Right. I, we have uh, five minutes left. Well, one, last, one, one last question. Were um, you going to ask the uh, work-life balance thing? Oh, yeah. Uh, how do you balance... That's um, something that John wants to ask. Like being, uh, <laughs> being a CEO of Google. You know, like I know you're very busy. Doing all the, you know, everything by themselves yeah. as well. So. I know you're very busy and you, you say yes to everything. <laughs> so like, I'm just wondering how do you balance everything out? You go still go snorkeling, and <laughs> that's a great. How question. do you do it? It's very <laughs> difficult, and and it's what I admire so much about you guys. Like doing it alone is so much harder. I'm so grateful and appreciative to have such a an amazing team behind me, um, and I think in order to survive and run a sustainable business whether it's focal or your photography business you do need to find ways to get support whether it's support from like an like an ai editor or an ai blogging system or an ai website builder 
um, whether it's your friends who you met at NAC, you know, you need to have a support system in place and you're never going to be able to do it by yourself. Um, so I really encourage you to lean on your friends and people that get what you're doing, other photographers. Um, I don't think this needs to be a lonely industry. I think there's lots of there's lots of customers there's lots of bookings there's no reason you have to fight each other um everyone can be better off if we all help each other um around a community so i think it's one thing that photographers learn very quickly like when you start your business you're like so excited and you're like i can do everything it's gonna be great and then you realize holy this is like this is a very difficult thing to do very challenging um and and you need to find ways to to help for yourself in order to have a sustainable business. And it's something like me personally as the CEO focal, I'm learning like every day. It's like, how can I lean more on my team? How can I let go of the feeling that I need to do everything my way? <laughs> um, and that can be very hard, especially as a creative person. You want to have things perfect <laughs> is focal your first business that's a great question um i would say my first business i mean yeah. i've always done things on the side i have a really like funny story like a a lot of like the things that i've done have started from problems i'm, I'm a very stubborn person and like aaron and i aaron my partner she we we moved into like a house and didn't have a closet for some reason where we're here is a lot of clothes. So I was like, what are we going to do here with all your like clothes? <laughs> and so I got this idea that I'd build like a clothes rack mm -hmm. and I, I don't know how I got inspired, but I saw like probably saw on Pinterest or something, these clothes racks that are just like kind of cables coming from the ceiling and then like a nice, like really clean bar. Yeah. They're very modern and like they can hold a lot of clothes um they just look really nice and so i like made one in my house i like went to like the steel shop got like stainless steel pipe cut it was like really nice got like nice galvanized cable that could hold the weight of her aritzia sweaters and um i made this thing in our home and it actually worked really well and so i was like okay you know what like just for fun i'm gonna see if i could like sell these like etsy <laughs> And I was just like, I was like, I'll put them at like a price that's so absurd that like if anyone buys them, I'll just be like really excited. So I like was selling them for like 400 bucks a pop on Etsy to a lot of like, actually a lot of like bridal stores and stuff, which is interesting because they needed racks to put wedding dresses on. They were great because you could like raise them up and down tables. So I like did that for a while and sold a surprising amount of like clothes racks for, for fun. And like, I was like kind of a business. And obviously I, I helped people like buy motorhome RVs for that when I was so that's sort of my background. Um, Have there been any like adventurous things that failed? That failed? Yeah. I'm, what is a failure? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> of course, yeah. I mean, even the first iteration of Focal was huge learning experience for me. For for those of you that don't know, I actually taught myself to code. I made Focal as an iPhone app to start. And 
it was actually like kind of like Airbnb for booking a photographer. So if you're a photographer, you could sign up on the app and be like, I'm a photographer and you could list your packages. Um, and then if you're a customer, you could go on the app and you could browse different photographers packages. And I learned very quickly, like I would go to photographers to get them to sign up. They'd be very excited about the idea of you know, being able to get leads and bookings and not having to like pay to be on like a not pay to be listed. You know, you'd pay a small profit share percentage when you get a booking. They really like that concept. And it's something I still really believe in. But a lot of photographers would be like, what are packages? Or I'd be like, okay, well, can you put your pricing on there? And they're like, I don't have pricing. And I'm like, hmm, okay, that's really interesting. Cause like, how is a customer gonna go on a marketplace and buy something from you if you don't even really know what you're selling? And so that was like, actually, in a way, really insightful for me for me and also like the marketplace in the initial days it worked but it was really tough um and it wasn't sustainable over the long run and what ended up happening was like photographer or photographers that were getting bookings through the marketplace were like so impressed with the system they were like oh my goodness like this is way better than like the shitty emailing that i'm doing with my clients like can I use this for myself? And then that really gave us the idea to build Focal into like this all-in-one suite, this website, booking system, turnkey solution for your business. Um, and it's something that's evolving every day. Like we're not perfect. And there are a lot of great things out there for you as a photographer. Um, we're trying to find our own way to build a platform that, you know, and we're, you know, we're not perfect. We're always getting feedback from you guys every day and we're always trying to improve. Yeah. yeah.